Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. In the game today, we got to do what we do. If you're a rebounder, rebound. If you're a defender, defend. If you're a scorer, score. You know who you are. Let's don't get outside of what we do and what we've done all year in your role. All right? That's the most important thing. Now, whatever we do, again, stay disciplined. Stay disciplined. Things get erratic, get crazy out there. Stay disciplined. Stay together. Stay together, and we win this game. The Brooklyn Nets or the Toronto Raptors will win a game seven for the first time in franchise history as we put a cap, really an exclamation point, on an extraordinary start to these NBA playoffs with two game sevens here this afternoon. Awesome scene outside. Inside, though, focus from Dwayne Casey, the coach of the Raptors, to his players. Point eight remaining. Livingston to look to trigger again. Still looking, still looking. Ross got a hand on it. Ross got it. Threw it off of Pierce. It's Raptors ball. But Toronto Raptors have never won a seven-game series. And now they have a chance. One point, one possession. 6.2 to go. Lowry, Ross on the floor. You have one of your Along. best passers out of bounds, Vasquez, with DeRozan. They have a timeout to use. Vasquez looking, still looking. Gets it to Lowry at five seconds. Lowry, Williams, the tight defense. Here is Lowry on the deck through two. Lowry put it up. It's blocked by Pierce, and the Nets win the series. They're, they're a grinded-out team. They have so many fourth-quarter comebacks. I just think uh, we have to do a better job defending. They dug their hands, got to the basket, got some calls. Uh, some calls didn't go our way, but that's the way the playoffs are, and uh, we knew we was going to get their best, and it's a great, great series. I'm glad to be a part of it. But look, we said we're going to win this with our defense. Lowry, we knew he was going to try to get to the hole. It was a scrum for the ball. I saw him go up. I went up with a block. Clean block at the end. I mean, it was a great playoff series. These guys, uh, they're going to be tough to beat in the near future. Uh, it means a lot. You know, uh, it shows our improvement throughout the year. You know, a lot of people didn't expect us to be here, um, but we did, and um, we're only going to get better. You know, this is only a start for us, and, and it's well, a start for, you know, the Raptors organization. And, um, you know, it was a good start for us. But, um, you know, unfortunately, we we came up short. When, again, we, we, we put ourselves in a position to win. Is Sportsfeld Storytime. We look back every month at some of the best and ultimately, obviously, some of the worst of our sports fandom lives. This year, this year, this month of October, we are looking back at the first playoff foray for the Kyle Lowry Raptors. It's the 2014 Toronto Raptors playoff run, crystallized perfectly 
in Game 7 against the Brooklyn Nets. To get us to this point, we have had the Rudy Gay trade shake the foundation of the franchise and turn things upside down, getting a bunch of spare parts for Rudy Gay, including Grievous Vasquez and Patrick Patterson and John Salmons and even Chuck Hayes. Sure, we'll say Chuck Hayes too. That turned the season around, gave the Raptors the Atlantic Division crown that nobody saw coming. Probably could have got pretty good money on it if you had bet on it. And then we got the big boss man, Masai Ujiri, delivering his Fuck Brooklyn press conference. Not a press conference, his crowd speech uh, in Jurassic Park before Game 1. We had a back-and-forth series where every time it looked like one team had the advantage, the other team would swoop in and steal it from him, and including uh, every single third quarter from Dwayne Casey. And what else we've had is a lot of points scored by DeMar DeRozan. So that sets the scene. A noon start for a Game 7 Raptors versus Nats. Oh, 1 p.m. start, but but your pregame would start at noon. This, I think, was at the time... It's funny to look back at it and go, you know, not really grand scheme, not that big of a deal. At the time, Game 7 against Pierce and Garnett felt like a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, I kind of said uh, in our first episode of this story time how, like, there hadn't, hadn't, for a Toronto sports fan, there hadn't really been anything to be excited about for so long. Um, like, I'm pretty sure this was the most excited I was for a sporting event other than, I guess, the 2010 gold medal game and this probably trumped that because it was obviously toronto over like olympic hockey not to diminish the 2010 game but this was like the last time anything of this magnitude happened in sports in toronto was vince and the sixers Mm -hmm. or maybe i guess leafs and sens but even that was 10 years prior like there had been nothing i guess leafs in boston the year before but that ended miserably anyway so there had been one miserable experience in a decade to get excited about. And so it was like, it was, this was huge. I remember being, and it was like a noon start, which sucked, especially for a game seven, but it was, it was like a Sunday, I want to say, but it was just, uh, I was so excited for this game. And it was, this is one of the first adult experiences, I guess, of just like clinging to a bar table for dear life, watching a game in stress. <laughs> May 4th, 2014 was indeed a Sunday. Um, yeah, to your point, we, we sort of talked in a previous episode about how we maybe take, take advantage that the last half of the last decade saw almost every team in the city have some measure of success, whether it be becoming a consistent playoff team, winning a title, making the ALCS, Uh, winning a title for TFC, that was all preceded with years and years and years of absolute nothingness. This 2014 Game 7, to your point, was the first real team that felt like it had a chance and team that made you, at least you felt good watching them and you you could feel good about uh, the strides they had made. That least team that disappointed us and broke our hearts and ended so miserably that team it, it felt like we were getting away with something we I think we all knew yeah. that they weren't a really a good team the Raptors had done just enough over the course of this series to make me believe 
that they maybe actually were going to be the better team, that maybe they were deep enough, maybe that the fact that the, the, the Nets guys were all tailing their prime and the Raptors had the depth, the trade for Rudy Gay allowed them to go eight, nine guys deep and match them player for player, which does sort of matter early in the playoffs. It matters less as the playoffs go on. But the Raptors come out cold a little bit out of the gate, but they do manage after the first quarter to be leading 28 26 which is which is which is sort of crazy uh sort of crazy um you know you you expect in these sort of game sevens for the experienced team to have the edge and and for it to be um you know deer in headlights especially when you factor in all that we are told the stories that everyone tells us about Demar and Kyle but they play fairly competently it is Brooklyn getting it back in the second quarter. They they outscore 35-25 in the second. Uh, Amar, uh, pardon me, Amir Johnson, 18 points in the first half, along with a little bit of foul trouble, but 18 points from Amir Johnson. Talk about talk about forgotten performances. Who remembers eight Amir Johnson having 20 and 10 in a game seven? He and he was like, we'll get into this in a minute, but like he was the best player on the floor for the 22 minutes he played. And he's like the him fouling out is the big, the big what if of this game. Like obviously, there's if Lowry has a better final possession, that's a big question. But Amir fouling out for me is like if he plays the final eight minutes of this game, I think the Raptors probably win. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, some classic Raptors killers on display on the other end. It's Joe Johnson, who my entire uh, 20s was spent with watching Joe Johnson torch the Raptors. They never got <laughs> a wing guy that could slow down Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson could come out, come out of retirement right now, and I feel like he would torch OG somehow. It's just like that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It doesn't matter. He was Whether it was the Hawks, whether it was the Nets, he was just... He killed us every time. Has deflected by Johnson. He's got it as he raced DeRozan and Pierce to the basket to finish. And a good job by Joe Johnson. Oh, the two old-timers played that perfectly. 
Johnson gets there and gets two. Joe Johnson. Inside, Joe Johnson again. See, that, that's high IQ basketball. Shot clock at three. Johnson took DeRozan, got inside and scored again. The day he scored 20, his playoff career best. Joe Johnson, a dagger of a triple. He scored nine in a row. And the lead is 10. Well, Joe has kind of owned this Toronto defense throughout this entire series. Oh, 11 in a row for oh, Joe oh, Johnson, carrying this team in the fourth quarter. And I like the strategy by the coaching staff. Until you stop this, they're going to stay with it. And then a classic, the Raptors also classic at this, is the guy that you never expect that they absolutely can't contain this time. And it's Marcus Thornton, 14 points in the first half. Uh, very much setting the stage here. Gerald Henderson, all-star, as Will Lou would put it, uh, <laughs> as the guy out of nowhere to kill the Raptors. The Nets, 27 bench points in this game. All that depth I was talking about, forget about it. They could not stop. Man, you remember me. You remind me of things like Andre Blatch had games in this series where I was just like, I hate watching Andre Blatch. And he would do it again. I believe he was back the next year with the Wizards. Um, yes. And Casey's adjustments in this game were like, all right, let's put old Chuck Hayes out to try and slow him down and like respect to Chuck Hayes. Cause I love Chuck Hayes, but like, I don't want to see Chuck Hayes in a game seven. <laughs> like. uh, you know, the Nets take a sizable lead into the half 61 53 at the half Raptors down eight, not what you want, especially knowing that the third quarter has been traditionally uh real trouble. Um, more of the same in the third. The Nets sitting comfortably with a 10-ish point lead most of the way. Fluctuates between 8 and 12. And they lead 81-73 through 3. Could have been a lot worse. But DeMar DeRozan hits a ridiculous fadeaway 3 from the corner to end the third. It's a miracle, but it looks like it's not going to be enough. The, the, the fourth quarter continues like 8.5 minutes left. Nets are up 11. So you're thinking... Just not going to have enough, basically, is, is, is how it felt for most of this game. Yeah, it was just, I remember, this is a weird watching experience for me, too, because because it was noon on a Sunday, we went to Dog's Box, because that was our playoff bar for the year, and it was like half full because it was noon on a Sunday, which actually was great because it gave lots of pacing room, and it was kind of a cool watching experience. I was with my friend David. And it was kind of like the bar and the waiters and the bartenders just kind of let everyone do their thing. And everyone was just kind of going between tables, even though nobody knew each other, and just like kind of wandering around the bar stressed out. And then around this time is that time in a Raptors playoff game where everyone's just kind of sitting down quietly and just like waiting for the end. And it looks like the end comes with about eight minutes left. Amir Johnson falls on top of Joe Johnson trying to get a rebound. He fouls out with just under eight minutes left. He has 20 in 10 in 22 minutes. Unbelievable, Amar, Amir Johnson. Uh, it looks like, to me, to me that at that point, I'm like, okay, he was the only good thing going. Uh, him fouling out, I think this game is probably over. Joe Johnson continuing to go off. He scores 11 straight. The Nets up 10. Up 10 with five minutes to go. It's, that, that is, you would expect, a death knell. I had actually for, 
forgotten how quickly the Raptors came back in this one. Like, obviously, I remember the ending of this game very well. But I had in my brain that it was just like a tightly fought game the whole way. Like, I didn't remember the fact this was actually one of, almost one of the crazier comebacks in playoffs, in like playoff history. It is sort of telling with all the things that we've said, like, it is almost as if this playoff run doesn't count in the way people talk about the Raptors because there's nothing really like Lowry is there when they really need him. DeMar has plenty of really good scoring games. Like it really doesn't yeah. fit with what we were told about this era of Raptors playoff Raptors basketball. It's kind of like we've Mandela affected it into our brains that like this year was that also. Yeah, because obviously the next year they, they get embarrassed. They get swept by, yeah. by the uh, Wizards. But this is not that year. Like, it's a, it's a very different season. And I think I also sort of fell victim to that. I felt like going into my rewatch, um, similar to you, I think I, I, I remember I expected it to be like a collapse. And there you're embarrassed. But they really, like, scratch and claw, come back within 10. Uh, they're down 9 with 345 left when DeMar gets teed up. Then Kyle single-handedly drags them back within 5. Joe Johnson, of course, you, 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 like Joe Johnson refusing to make it happen, puts them up seven with two minutes left, down down seven with two <laughs> minutes, like unbelievable. Lowry takes over again, down four, gets guarded by KG. It's a weird foul, but very fun, especially when you consider the fact that KG beefing with Drake. Imagine this. Imagine this. Drake <laughs> on the sidelines stealing some of the show when Lowry hits two free throws. Yeah, this was like this was the first Drake is too much on the sideline year. Like he and KG were jawing at each other the whole season. And I remember it's a really weird like Lowry just kind of runs into Garnett at the top of the three point line and goes down and it's a foul. And then the crowd's going crazy. This this was also like a top five, top ten Raptors crowd mm. at this one. Yeah. We were like hungry 20, for it. The twenty fourteen Raptors crowds were crazy. Uh, to your point, the crowd helps split a pair of free throws from Darren Williams. It gives the the Nets lead is only three with 22 and a half seconds left. Kyle always controls the clock so well, gets right in, hits a layup, 16 seconds left. They trade back the other way, two free throws. And then and then I can't believe this. Honestly, you could you can see the game script. I can't believe this. <laughs> In the situation they are in, down three, they give the ball to Terrence Ross ISO, and he gets it done. Terrence Ross, <laughs> like, goes right at Paul Pierce, which is the play. You know, that's the, the isolate Paul Pierce on defense is the play. He gets a layup, 104-103 with 8.7 seconds left. And then it's Terrence Ross again with the defensive play of the season. 8.8 .8 remaining. Livingston to look to trigger again. Still looking, still looking. Ross got a hand on it. Ross got it. Threw it off of Pierce. It's Raptors ball. And they can advance it with 6.2 to go. And they have a chance to win the series. Unbelievable. Just watch the pressure on the ball. And then this is just an outstanding defensive play by Ross. You can see not only does he get it, but then while in the air, off of Pierce's leg out of bounds. Like, Terrence Ross, back-to-back. -back. How do you even say it? What a play. What a play by Ross. That steal, it, it sounds weird to say about 
an inbound steal. And it's not even really a steal. He tips the ball and throws it off Pierce as he's falling out of bounds. But, like, that was the... Before, like... I don't know, before Kawhi against the Sixers, that was, like, the biggest, like, one Raptors play. Mm-hmm. Or at least the one that I went craziest for. Like, when he gets that inbound steal and it's Raptors ball with six seconds left, like, this half-full bar I was in was going mental. And it was also, like... It was like, oh, we're gonna win. Yeah. Like it felt like it felt like they were collapsing. We were gonna win. There's also a great video. If you they didn't didn't do it after this year, and it always made me mad. But in 2014 on the Raptors YouTube channel, they had like an overlay of Jurassic Park oh, cool. as the like two synced up to what was happening, so you could see both at the same time rather than cutting away. The video of this steal and Jurassic Park is amazing. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> this next the, the last play is it's not great to watch. It's I I don't I think I remembered this differently than how it went down. Um, Same actually. Vasquez looking, still looking, gets it to Lowry at five seconds. Lowry Williams a tight defense. Here is Lowry on the deck through two. Lowry put it up. It's blocked by Pierce. And the Nets win the series. As Paul Pierce, waiting in front of the rim, denies the shot and sends Brooklyn to the second round. I don't remember it being so out of control. Lowry tries to dribble through through basically everyone, basically goes one on five, um, bumps into like a teammate on the way up, almost has it stolen from him by himself. And then walks right into Paul Pierce, who swats it away. Um, just a really disappointing way. A really deflating, like the air going onto the balloon after all they had done to claw back. After the miracle of T-Ross on both ends in the last 10 seconds. A uh, really hard way to watch this game end. Yeah, I remember watching replays of this one after it ended. And just like seeing Patrick Patterson pretty open. Anyway, uh, it falls short, and he is blocked, and he lays in the ground, and it is uh, iconic, some iconic imagery for what would be the future of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, A heartbreaking finish to the 2014 Raptors season, but ultimately optimism. We will get into sort of what this season does for where the team ends up and how it ends up in a championship in the next episode of Sports Fault Storytime. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.